Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam. And this is Kia. And of course, it's Wednesday. So this means, Sam, you have a tip for us? I certainly do. Wedding Tip Wednesdays are available on our Facebook page, but they also are now available on the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group, where you can go there every Wednesday. There is a brand new tip, and this one is for the groom. Grooms. Don't be late. Very important. The groom is expected to be at the ceremony on time. That's my tip. You know, we should discuss this some more. I think we should. And this actually goes, everybody should be on time. (laughs) When you, the night before, when we typically have a rehearsal, one of the things that I do just before I depart, before they go to the rehearsal dinner, is say, does everybody know where they need to be tomorrow? Absolutely. And there's a whole bunch of people who sort of look at each other and sort of seem confused. I usually always grab at least one of the groomsmen's phone numbers and the best man's as well. Good point. Um, I always sort of make sure like, oh, if you're not staying at the hotel... Um, as somebody in the bridal party, you should arrive showered and ready. Like, don't assume that you'll have time to take a shower at, in the groom's suite. Absolutely. And if you're a bridesmaid, don't assume that you'll have time to shower and then dry your hair and then sit down to have hair and makeup done because that's not how it works and they're not going to dry your hair. Absolutely. Um, and, and make sure you have that uh, wake-up call and a yes. backup. Uh, don't just leave it on your iPhone to, to wake you up. Have the room call you or have somebody physically come up and knock on the door. Very important that you have that backup call. Very important because you just never know. And one of the things our crew does as wedding planners is when we arrive at the hotel, we double check. We go and check with the, in with the bride side. We go and check in with the groom side. We make sure that everybody knows like, hey, this is what time the shuttle is going to be showing up to pick you up or your limo. Um, usually the front desk will call you for that as well. Yep. Um, and I always say to the front desk, if you're not getting a hold of them, also please call either myself or one of our assistants, just so we know that they're not picking up and why aren't they picking up. Exactly. And we do usually always ask for um, the driver's phone number. Of, of the limo? Of the limo or the uh, shuttle. Yes. I like to know who it is. I don't yeah. want to call into a call station and wait for them to call me back and tell me anything else. I want to be able to directly call them and see where they are. That's such a good point. And, and m- many brides and grooms should be aware of this. Make sure all your vendors mm-hmm. get their personal cell phone not just the office yes during the week because they're not going to be there <laughs> they're going to be driving to your event so get their personal cell phone numbers and this is part of this thing about being working with professionals you should just be sharing that to begin with whatever's going on that day i should be able to call you dj sam yep um i should be able to call a photographer whoever else to see where they are including yep. the person who's like say delivering a cake or the flowers because it may not be the actual designer yep um also, don't have your bachelor party or bachelorette party the night before the wedding. I don't know why some people still do that. <laughs> I have a funny uh, story when I used to live in England. Uh, it's very popular to have, um, you know, the, the hen and stag, the stag night. Yeah. And um, in the town I'm from, Gloucester, there's a, an area off Southgate Street that has um, a lot of bars. So. <laughs> 
you know, the, the, it's tradition in that town that you would, on a Friday night, if you were getting married uh, Saturday, you would start at the end of the street and you'd have one drink in every oh. pub. And then you got to the center of Gloucester. And Some you, of us are not you... that young anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this was when I was very young. It was a tradition. And then uh, Gloucester had a train station in the middle of town. And on numerous occasions, grooms were hustled onto the train at one o'clock in the oh. night and ended up somewhere, or they were left on a park bench. But this was in the 70s. In the, okay. my younger days, we did some crazy stuff. Don't do that now. Don't leave your groom on a park bench, please. No, please or, or on a train to London. No, don't do that either. But one <laughs> of the things is these types of events, they're much more fun for everybody if you actually have them probably maybe a month prior so that you can at Absolutely. least let your liver recover and, and sort of be part of it. Liver recover. <laughs> <laughs> but it also goes for don't be late as parents, don't be late as vendors. This is like a, you should be arriving probably an hour prior, especially if you're going to be at church. Groomsmen tend to also sometimes be ushers, not necessarily they don't have right. to, but you need to be there before the guests. So if your ceremony is at four o'clock, you need to assume that your guests will be arriving at 3.30. So you as those people who should be there first should be yep. arriving around three. Yep. Gives you time to use the restroom, gives you times to fix your tie, gives me time to pin boutonnieres on. Very Things like that. Because if you arrive exactly at 3.30, your duties of escorting guests down and getting them to yep. fill in a church or fill in Absolutely. the ceremony site, I, I'm going to be pinning you. Yep. And if you try to run away, I will stab you. Yep. It just it, happens. It is part of the tradition as uh, the groomsman that you do that. You, you're you there to welcome the guests. And that's what the groom is supposed to be mm -hmm. there. He welcomes every one of those guests. And he should be there on time. So don't start your, your wedding uh, being late for it. Mm -hmm. And don't start, you know, a mimosa is a great thing and maybe mm. a quick shot of a whiskey, but don't necessarily feel a need to finish the bottle of whiskey before <laughs> you get to the church because that's not going to happen. I mean, it does happen, but it shouldn't oh, it happen. It does. It does. And, and, you know, when the guys get together, it, it is great to, to have a drink or something beforehand. Take your time, have a couple, and then head to the church. You can have two if you remember to have lunch. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying it seriously, because a lot of times people's nerves are up and their friends are like, oh, just have a shot. Just just do this. You'll be OK, which is true. But then they forget to eat. Yes. And that's and you're as yes. as those main players in a wedding. Um, as much as we try to get you guys to eat, you get interrupted. People hug you. Things like this. It It's distracting sometimes. That's a great point. You cannot forget to eat. Mm -hmm. Have breakfast. Have a good meal uh, because you're going to be drinking. And between uh, the time you wake up and have breakfast and the time you have uh, dinner, uh, you probably won't have anything in between. Mm -mm. So having those shots and uh, and and stuff uh, on an empty stomach is not a good idea. I always tell my couples also to um, try to stick to drinking the same thing all day. Yes. So don't want to mix. You don't want to mix. And if you're a person who likes white wine, great. Then just start with white wine. You yeah. can have one quick mimosa, but then don't necessarily go back and forth. Um, and that'll help you not be late. And one of those things, too, is if you're, you as a, a bridal party member, you should know that you have duties. You need to be there for photos. If you're late, it causes everything else to be late. Absolutely. Same thing for bridesmaids. It goes same thing for parents. If you want your dad to sort of have your first look, having your dad see you, things like that, you have to be on site. Yeah. 
It's a responsibility. It is. And you've agreed to do it. Yes. So I know like the fun of like, oh my God, I'm in your wedding. <laughs> but that does mean, oh, I have to pay for a tux or I do have to get a dress. I do have to get hair and makeup. And you also should be asking if you're getting hair and makeup done, how do they want you to arrive? Yeah. Some of them want you to arrive with like hair that has not been washed in a day because it lets them do updos and it stays oh, in place. Interesting. Um, some of them want you to arrive in sort of like a button down shirt so that you can actually remove the shirt and not mess up all of the makeup. Up. Great tip. And if you have to have actual bow ties, uh, you better have enough time because those are not as easy to tie as people think they are. One of our assistants, Jeffrey, actually does know um, how to do it. And so I'm always That's like, great. what type of... Do you? And I've, I've watched the videos. I've had couples pull up videos to do it. It takes a lot of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's not an easy thing to do. So you can't... Everybody always thinks that on, on wedding day... They can somehow, I don't know, bargain and get more time in the day, but oh, you it don't. it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's not a quick run down to the pharmacy to pick up something or whatever else it is. It's never. It's There's so much going on on that day, and a lot of people are depending on you, and you've spent so much money. So think about it. If you're late to your ceremony, it means you're late with your food, and it means that all of this biggest expense... Yep. And then all of a sudden the day is over and you might not have gotten to play every song you wanted to play. Right, because it backs up on the DJ mm -hmm. then because once you get to the reception site, you only have four or maybe five hours. Uh, you've got the cocktail hour, an mm -hmm. hour, and then you've got four hours, which in there is an hour and a half of dinner. So now you've taken out an hour already because you're late. Well, yeah. you're not going to get that back. You're not. And I usually, as a planner, sort of have to figure out where can I steal 10 minutes and where can I yeah. steal another 10 minutes, yeah. which means your cocktail hour was shorter. And yep. maybe as soon as you finished eating, then all of a sudden you're cutting cake or you're having parent dances, where before you wanted to have a moment to step outside yep. and catch your breath. But you yep. might not get that back. Yep. All this back goes back to the groom or the best man or bridesmaid. Don't be late because once it starts there, it all backs up later yep. on in the day. And just don't assume that, you know, you can make it up really quickly. Yep. So any, well, obviously we can find all of this information on our Be Engaged and Inspired group on Facebook. You can also leave questions there for us if you'd like us to answer them in future podcasts. And then you can also download us on iTunes yeah. and Google Play. Yeah. And it's under Be Engaged and Inspired. We're sort of super happy to be on both of those yeah. platforms. <laughs> Absolutely. Download us again next Wednesday. Thank you. Be Engaged and Inspired. We'll be right back. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths. As seen on the TLC TV series, Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com Hi, I'm Dave Noonan from Modern Photographic, and I listen to the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast on iTunes Podcast and Google Play, and you should too. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at Engaged. CT.com. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. This is Kia. This is DJ Sam. And we're going to talk about responsibilities. So Sam, when you show up at a wedding, what's your responsibilities that day? It's to have music. And? Oh, 
the rest of the equipment, and a full knowledge of what the bride and groom wants for the day. So if they want me to do ceremony, I have to make sure I have ceremony equipment. Mm -hmm. I have to make sure I have the correct microphones. If they want me to do lighting, I've got to make sure I have all my lighting fixtures. And if they want me to do photo booth, I've got to make sure I have the photo booth. Mm -hmm. And I've got to make sure I have my liability insurance. Yes, absolutely. Also, if you have live musicians for the ceremony, you're responsible for them knowing what they should be playing, where they need to be, what time they need to be there, where they're going to be setting up. And speaking of musicians, 45 degrees is the minimum uh, that most musicians will play outside. Because equipment can only do so much too. Exactly. The violin strings Mm -hmm. and uh, also the fingers of the musicians. (laughs) (laughs) And obviously if it's a really hot day, they need to have coverage. Yep. If it's over, um, usually in the 90s, they need some sort of covering Mm -hmm. or shade. Uh, Typically in August or September, they would need chairs as well. And I usually um, ask the facility to make sure they have bottled water outside for them. And if I have an event planner, the water's already out there already. (laughs) And we tend to be on top of that. As a as an event planner, we have all different types of responsibilities, but we're not going to go into my responsibilities. We're going to go into um, other professionals' responsibilities. Yes. Things like caterers. So if you're at a venue, their staff is setting up tables, they're breaking down tables, they're putting out things. Um, sometimes my staff or florists will go and set up centerpieces, maybe set up the guest book area, things along those lines. Now, if you're at a facility where everything needs to be brought in, typically the catering is still responsible for setting up tables and breaking that space back down. Um, they're also responsible for cleanup. That's a huge, huge thing. So what happens if if you rent a facility and they say, well, you have to be out of here by 12 o'clock and the, the facility has got to be clean? Mm-hmm. Is that the caterer's responsibility that as well? That sh- should be your caterer's responsibility. And so sometimes people think like, oh, I'll just cut a corner and we'll just pick up and clean it. I don't think people realize how much trash a wedding produces. A it's a lot. Yeah. Some places don't have dumpsters, such as the Inn at Mount Pleasant doesn't have one because they have bears. And we'd like to keep oh. the bears in the woods. Oh. So anything that gets brought in there has to be removed. And this also goes for bar. If you're hiring an outside bar service that is not part of catering, a lot of times they just send us you know, two bartenders or maybe a bar back. But there should be some sort of person going inside, if you're inside the barn, um, cleaning up the cups the napkins, the bottles. All of that has to be removed. Now, why is that? So one of the things to think about is that when you're removing everything out, it means you're taking out all of the beer bottles, things like that. Bar service is over. So if there's any drinks and stuff left over, if it's not in the guest hand, it should be removed so that no one can go around and, I guess, drink half-drink beers because it is... Yeah, I I agree, but I've seen it it happen. It also, they're responsible... Their insurance is covering them to making sure they're removing everything off base. Everything that's going has to leave. Same thing goes for catering. Like catering can't just leave food sitting outside for you. Oh, uh, yeah. Because yeah. their insurance won't allow them to do that right. because it can't be stored correctly. They can't guarantee that you're going to reheat it correctly. Uh, so yeah. they have to remove everything. Okay. Um, and so if you are in a venue that everything has to be brought in, part of that responsibility of theirs is to make sure that they're putting the venue back to whatever that place's like starting point is. Right. Um, so that the alcohol that's brought in is going to be brought, brought out by the mm-hmm. same person that brought Correct. it in because of their liquor license. Because of their liquor license, because of their insurance. Catering, all of their food equipment, everything has to be you know turned off and they have to make sure they pack up and they can't leave any food. Yep. Um, that's just one of those big things too. And then all of that trash. 
It's a lot of trash. Yep. Now, if you're getting married in a facility that offers their own catering and their own bar, yep. that's a little bit different because everything's in-house um, and they have their own rules and their own things. But usually you do also have your own rules about when your rentals can be picked up or anything that gets left over at the venue. So let's say you've ordered special tables. The rental company may have to come that evening to get them. Or if you've draped uh, a whole entire wall yes. because they might have an event the next morning. And they got to take them out. And they've got to take them out. Yep. So that design company has to come back in and say, oh, okay, we're going to be here at 1130 ready to break down as much stuff as they need to break down. Right. That's one of their responsibilities. Now, going back to the, the catering at a facility, uh, sometimes uh, the facility won't give you a takeaway a boxed mm-hmm. um, uh, of your to-go to go tray. Why is that? Because, like I said, this has to deal with the fact that if the food is not being stored correctly, because most of you are going back to a hotel room, you're not going to, if you're lucky, it might end up in a refrigerator. Um, you might not be able to heat it up correctly. So it's also, a, they don't know if you're going to go to an after party. Is it going to sit in the back of your car? Yeah. Um, cake can be preserved a little bit better. That's a little bit different. Uh, most people do take the, the top part of their cake home, even though you should just eat it that night. That's just, that's my theory. <laughs> um, but it is just one of these things. Like I, I know it's, it feels like a huge waste. I do have catering companies that do make a plate for the bride and groom. They sometimes, depending on the facility that we're at, mostly because the bride and groom don't always get a chance to eat or not eat as much as everybody else does. Right, right. Um, but they're, you know, this is, once again, it's just their responsibility, and they want to make sure that they're not doing anything um, illegal or wrong, and they're doing everything that their insurance-wise is covered. And safely. Safely. Yep. And this is one of the reasons why you're hiring a professional. Yep. I mean, it's not the same thing as you can't just go to a grocery store and pick up some, like, cheese and meat trays. There's different rules and regulations. Like, they have to be prepared in, like, an actual commercial kitchen. Food gotcha. has to be. It has to be prepared by people who are actually carrying a catering license. Makes sense. Um, and these are things that, you know, you're neighbor might make some great barbecue but if they don't carry those things and if something happened like a kid ran and bumped into the grills and got hurt or god forbid you you know lit a venue on fire that's just all you know i'm just gonna knock on wood because i (laughs) i just feel better doing it um these are all things that people don't think about until the awful happens and then you have to think about it so what other responsibilities do we need to think about? So if you're hiring an officiant, um, many times they'll come to a rehearsal. Sometimes they don't. But I'm sure you've seen this. It's wedding day. Ceremony's about to begin. Oh, yes. The officiant has made their way down the aisle. And everybody forgot what they either learned the day before or didn't learn the day before. And then guess what they do? They ask the DJ who's just <laughs> getting ready to hit the button. And they say, what am I supposed to do? This happens all the time with the uh, the bridal party, the ladies that come down. And then dad uh, with his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that's where I I usually have to step in and give them a little rundown of the, the, you know, leave a little space and tell dad when he's ready to to walk down, not to be too quick, nice and easy. Also Um, to smile. Yes, absolutely. Uh, So there were some times uh, at the ceremony where uh, as a professional, this is why you hire a professional, they will jump in. And they will do things that are not necessarily their responsibility, but because they're there, they will just step in and take over. I've done this many, many times, and honestly, it's not a problem. I don't send the client a bill afterwards. (laughs) Sometimes I want to. Um, I've I've done some strange things. But obviously, uh, during a ceremony, too, I mean, if, if we're there, we are helping them line them up. We're getting people to walk out. We're also reminding them to please stop like giggling and laughing because everybody can hear that. Walk down, smile. Keep your chin up. Yes. Hold your flowers down by your (laughs) navel belly button area. Um, 
But those are types of things that people don't necessarily think who's responsible for telling you how to do that. Yeah. Um, obviously, as a DJ and as a planner, we, we fall into this category. Yep. But your officiant, who does a great job doing the ceremony, they're already down the aisle. Yep. They're just waiting. Head towards them. It's yeah, always they, a good sign. They told you what to do with the rehearsal, mm -hmm. and you're expected to remember that if you're in the bridal party. And hopefully you were paying attention. And you do not. So <laughs> that's why we have to step in. That's why uh, a, a DIY uh, ceremony doesn't necessarily work out that way because everybody that you would want to help to do the DIY are actually in the ceremony yes. and they already have their own responsibilities. That's why hiring a professional makes it stress-free and makes sure that you have fun on the day. Hiring a professional uh, event planner, photographer, a videographer, hiring the professionals, I have to stress so much, makes your day stress-free. Like a photographer, they're not there to sort of keep track of your timeline. I mean, they do have a timeline themselves, and they know what's going to be happening next, but they're not going to be the person who's going to look at their watch and say, oh, you should be eating dinner right now, Right. It's even no matter how great they are. It's just one of those things as a professional, you have to think about it, and you also have to realize that all of your professionals, ultimately their responsibilities for that day is to make sure that everything comes together, yeah. and that means sometimes as a planner, I've gone and gotten you a chair. Yep. Um, even let you know when you can go eat, um, <laughs> grab you some water, things like that, yeah. just because ultimately I want you to not be parched mm -hmm. and fall over. And we want to make sure that the day is successful for the couple. And everybody works uh, as a team mm -hmm. uh, for the success of the, uh, the day. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We can be downloaded off of iTunes and Google Play under Be Engaged and Inspired. You can also find us on our website of engagect.com. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to send us questions to engagect at gmail.com and join us again next week. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.